0: Good morning, Cornerstone Worship Center. Won't you stand this morning? You guys look good this morning. I mean, you guys look good. Amen. Let's worship this morning. Hallelujah. Isn't, isn't God amazing? Are you excited to be in church this morning? Somebody smile at me. Let me know you hear me. Is my mic on? We waited for this day. We've gathered in your name calling out to you your glory like a fire awakening desire will burn our hearts with two. you're the reason we're here you're the reason we're seeing open up the heavens, we want to see you open up the floodgates
1: flowing from your heart filling every part of our prayer
0: your presence in this place your glory on our face we're looking to the sky descending like a cloud you're standing with us now lord For the that we're singing Open up the heavens We want to
1: see it Open up the floodgates
0: the God I serve knows all this morning with with our powerhouse Sula not here this morning I was like Lord oh how do you stand in those footsteps how do you how do you stand up here and I was actually just going Lord I'm just gonna pray just gonna pray and we're gonna move we're just gonna move in a different direction with the worship I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pray and we'll be done but God was like you'll listen and and as I was reading um in in Psalms verse 9 it says I will give thanks to the lord with my whole heart <laughs> i will recount all of your wonderful deeds i will be glad and exalt you i will be glad and exalt you i will sing praises to your name o most high you know i think we get there's there's times and there's a there's a there's a there's moments in our lives where we just get wrapped up in everything going on the you know you, you've heard before the hustle and the of life. You know, we get wrapped up. And I know for me, we've been remodeling our house uh, these last, what feels like years. It's not been years, but it feels like it. Um, and, you know, I've got wrapped up. I talked to Pastor TJ the other day. I said, You I just feel like I've been so disconnected. I haven't seen anybody. I haven't been able to come into my church and, and just lift up hands and just worship God. But, you know, He's always there, He's our rock. Through everything, through every battle, He's our everything, church. He's everything for us. Those moments when we get in that we just feel like He's just pulling us, like we're just getting pulled down, like we're getting pulled every different direction. It says give thanks to the Lord. Always give thanks to the Lord. This morning, let that be your heart. Let that be your heart this morning just to give thanks to Him. He's worthy. He's worthy of that, church. Don't be afraid to worship Him. Don't be afraid to give Him your heart and your mind and your soul this morning. And just say, God, thank you for waking me up. I think of something my, our, our former pastors used to say years ago. He woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. She always used to say that. I think then it just sits, it just resonates with me in my heart. Thank you for waking me up this morning, God. Thank you for starting me on my way this morning, God. But don't let me forget who you are. Don't let me forget to lift up holy hands this morning. God, because your word says it, I may be tired. I may be dreary. I may be depressed. I may be just down. But God, your word says give up that worship. Give up that praise this morning. Church, I challenge you this morning. Seek him out this morning. If the altar is the place you want to seek him out, then come forth. These things aren't closed. There's no closed sign. Come this morning and expect something from God this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. He's amazing, church. Let us worship this morning.
2: lift your
1: voice.
2: Come on, lift your voice. Come on, lift your hands, lift your voice and sing it out. Declare that today. Yes,
1: He is.
2: Come on, just the voices, just the voices. Come on, sing it out. If you believe that, can you lift your hands? Can you lift your hands? Can you worship Him today? prayer, amen, do you believe that today, it's not just something that we say, it's something that we know, how many have been healed by the Lord, how many have been touched by the Lord, amen, Uh, I uh, just, in the middle of service, I got pulled out for just a moment, and um, Linda Ray's brother, Stephen Phillips, has been taken by ambulance to the hospital, his oxygen level dropped extremely low, it's in the 60s. And he needs our, our prayer this morning, and she asked that we would lift him up in prayer this morning. I got a couple of uh, text um, people dealing with sickness, and they asked me not to mention what the sickness was or who they were, but they just said, "Will you pray?" And I said, "We can do that. And how many know we don't have to know what the what it is to pray for people?" Amen. If you have a need or if you know someone that has a need, would you just, would you just show us by lifting your hand? Look at this. I, w- I want you to look around the building. There's a lot of people with needs, but this is what I know. When we come together in agreement in prayer, it changes things. When we set an atmosphere of prayer, it, it changes things. Amen. Do you believe that? I want you to do me a favor. I want us as a group, we're going to come into agreement. We say, hey, Lord, we want you to touch these bodies. God, you know how they work. You took stripes on your back for our healing. We believe that. We know that. It's in your word, and we stand on that today. So let's pray together. Lord, Heavenly Father, God, we lift up each and every need today. God, that was mentioned, Lord, that was lifted, but was shown by the lifting of hands today. God, I pray, Lord, that you would intervene in each and every situation specifically. God, I ask, Lord, that you would send hope, God, where there seems to be no hope. God, that you would send life where there seems to be no life. God, that you would send wisdom, God, when it seems like chaos. God, I pray right now for those. God, for for Stephen Phillips. God, I ask Lord that you would just touch his body right now, God. I ask Lord that you your Spirit would just minister to him right where he's at at this moment, God. I ask Lord that you would direct the EMT, God, and, and direct the doctors. Lord, be with him, God. I pray, Lord, you give them strength, God. Lord, that you would minister to him right now. God, I pray for those, Lord, who, who I got text from today, this morning. God, I ask, Lord, that the healing virtue would begin to flow right where they're at, God, in, in, in this moment of time. God, they may not be here presently, but that doesn't, God, you're not stopped by someone being present. Lord, You can you can move on someone's behalf, God, even when they're not here with us. So, God, we lift them up in prayer today, God, for each and every need that was mentioned, God. Those who are dealing with, with struggles in their homes and in their families. God, I pray, Lord, that you would reach down, Lord, and give peace. Lord, that you would touch Lord, wisdom and direction. God, we Lord, that you would just minister and touch each and every need, God. Lord, you, we, knowing that you're a good God. Lord, that you care about us, God. And it may seem impossible, but God, we put each and every need in your hands because you are a God. Is there anything too hard for you? No, there's not. So, God, I ask, Lord, today, Lord, we petition. We say, God, please move on behalf of these people today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. We believe it. and God, we know. Lord, that you're with us, God, we thank you. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Come on, sing it again. God is. Come on, sing it out. Hallelujah.
1: God, you so.
2: If you believe that, come on, give Jesus one more praise of the house. Come on, if you're saved by grace, he's been good to you. If he's shown you grace, if you got up this morning, you have the activities of your limbs, he's been good to you. Amen. If you were born in this nation, he's been good to you. Amen. God is good. God is good, and I don't know about you. I do not want to be ungrateful. I want to be grateful for what he's done for me, and I want to give him praise and adoration for that. Amen. Come on, one more time, give him praise and adoration in the house. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, worship team. God bless you guys. It's so good to see you. Do me a favor before you sit down. Find someone around you. Give them a fist bump and say, it is good to see you today. You guys look good today. It is so good to see you on this july eleventh Can you believe we 're already halfway through the year two thousand and twenty one that 's when you know you 're getting old when the years start flying by right that 's what i 've been told, and so i it 's hard for me to believe uh, you know what this is I was thinking about this this week. This is the one year anniversary of us coming to try out for the church one year ago. Today, we came in July and came and tried out for the church. I was thinking about that this week, and its it has been an honor to be here and to serve and to be your pastors, and uh, we are grateful for that. Hang on just a second. Everything all right there? All right. We'll make sure we got, it looks like they got that squared away, and so... Uh, but it is an honor to uh, to be here and to serve and each and every day is a, is a great day. Uh, we love Indiana we do we do i was I was thinking about that. It started to kind of rain at our house yesterday and I, and uh, we lived in in Texas for a while, and we have as far as i 'm concerned, we have not dealt with a storm since we 've been here, uh, according to me. When you live in Texas, you learn what some big storms are and uh, and so uh, I have not s- experienced that yet. Some of you say, "Well, get ready, it's coming at some point, probably is, but uh, but uh, I thought we were going to have a little bit of a flash last night, but it was just kind of it kind of just rained really hard, and that was about it. Uh, if you are a guest with us today, I want to say welcome. It's good to see you today. So glad to have you here. In the house of the Lord with us, you could have been anywhere today, but you chose to be here, and we say thank you for coming here. I pray that you you feel welcome, that you feel the presence of the Lord in this place. And uh, can we get our our home, folks? Can we give all of our guests a welcome today? I want to say this also, uh, you know, and I don't I don't talk about this very often, but I want to thank you guys for where you're giving to, to the Lord. Um, usually I just turn this over at the end of service, and Greg or Jenna, they talk about the offerings, but I want to say you guys are, are doing an awesome job, and I pray that you're being blessed. You know, the Bible says um, to try him. The, the, the Lord says, try me. That's the one thing the Lord says try him on is in your finances, and when you trust the Lord, when you, when you give to the Lord in obedience, he will bless you. How many have experienced that in your life? How many know that in your life? And I want to encourage you, if you don't do that, try the Lord on that and see if he doesn't open the windows of heaven over your life. He'll do it, I promise you. But I want to just take a moment and say thank you for, for your giving and everything that you guys do. Uh, I tell you what, I, this week, <clears throat> pray for me. I told Wednesday night, uh, our, our group on Wednesday night, pray for me because I I'm heading out of town uh, tomorrow at some point, and I'm going to be uh, speaking, not to that, I'm going to be speaking to a youth, a youth camp, and I want you to pray for me, you know, and Jeremiah, uh, when the Lord calls Jeremiah, he says, don't, don't look at their faces, don't worry about what their faces, that, well, that's going to be me looking at a bunch of teenagers looking at me, so I want you to pray for me this week. As I speak to, and, and you say, Well, why do you do that, Pastor? Because I believe in the next generation. And I won't stop speaking, and I won't stop speaking love and life into that generation. Because let me tell you something they're not the church uh, of, of uh, tomorrow, they are the church of today. They are. They are, and so uh, that's, why, that's why I'm doing that, and I just want to tell you that, so I'll, I'll be around. I think Tristan's going to be here. If you need something from me, sh- uh, she'll be able to get a hold of me. I am going out in the middle of the stick somewhere in Missouri, and I don't know how good my phone reception is. Matter of fact, I think they get sunlight through pipe. That's how far back in the woods that I'm going. You think I'm lying, but it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty close to the truth, but... Uh, be in prayer for me and my travels, and uh, pray that God would just be with me. And Wednesday night, we will have class here, and uh, Marcus will be speaking here uh, for you guys. And, uh, and I promise you, he'll do a good job. And if he doesn't, then I'll get on to him when I get back. I'm just kidding. No, he'll do a good job. Uh, do me a favor. Look at your neighbor. Smile at him real big. Smile. Smile at him real big. Some of you are just like, mm-hmm. No, no, show him your teeth. Don't take them out. Just show them your teeth. Some of you can take your teeth out. Smile at them real big and say, it is, say this, say, did you comb your hair before you came to church today? All right. I'm going to, uh, to get right into the word of the Lord today. If you have your Bible, go to Isaiah, and I want you to... Go there first, Isaiah chapter 43, and we're going to start there. That's not where, we're, we're just going to, we're going to land there for a second, and then we're going to jump over to Second uh, Kings chapter 3. So um, if you're in the New Testament, go left. If you don't know what the New Testament is, look in the front of your, your Bible. How many brought your Bible today? Oh, come on, if you brought your Bible, hold it up. Ah, look at all these people that didn't bring their Bible. If you brought, <laughs> how many brought this Bible today? All right, all right. You brought, you brought the Word of God, and I'm going to tell you, I want to encourage you, bring your Bible. I'm going to talk a little bit about that today, uh, not just about bringing your Bible, but reading, reading the Word of God. Uh, I, Wednesday night, God just kind of uh, did something amazing in this, in this place on a Wednesday night. If you don't come on Wednesday night, you should sometimes you don't know what you're going to get around here. Because sometimes uh, we we just do some things. And and Wednesday night, uh, we just kind of had a little bit of almost prayer meeting at the end of our Wednesday night teaching. And uh, God, I think God, we're on the brink of something here at our church. And what I said Wednesday night was this. When you're on the brink, how many want revival? We all want it, Right. We all want revival. We all want God to do something. But let me ask you this. How are you preparing for revival? Tougher question there. We all want it, but how am I preparing? I want to have an awesome, fit body. But am I going to the gym? You see see where I'm going here. And so uh, it's one thing to want revival, but it's another thing to put things in motion to be ready for revival. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19 says this. says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Everyone look at your neighbor and say, Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness, and I want you to watch this last part, and rivers in the desert. Everyone say, rivers in the desert. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in in the desert. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word today. God, I ask, Lord, that you would use me how you see fit today. God, let me be an oracle. Of you, God, I pray, Lord, that the words that come from my mouth are not my own, but yours. God, I pray, Lord, that you would anoint me, God. God, as your word goes forth, Lord, your word is anointed. And so, Lord, I know that as it goes forth, Lord, it will not return void. So today, Lord, we declare and we decree, Lord, that lives will be changed, that hearts will respond to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and everyone said, amen. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Anybody ever been thirsty? I lived in California. Where I lived in California was not, we did have palm trees, but where I lived in California was basically high desert. Anybody ever lived in the desert? All right. When you're in the desert, you don't get a lot of rain. The amount of rain that we got where I lived in California was inches like 10 inches or less. That's pretty amazing. Have you ever been stuck out in the in the desert and not had water? Been there. You ever been, uh, when, I, when I lived in California, I mean, and right now they're going through a heat wave there. And one, this is one of the reasons we love Indiana. What is it? What's the temperature today? 72 degrees. It's like 110 where I lived in California. Praise God for 72 degrees. Amen. Amen. Uh, but, but when I lived there in California, and I worked, I used to work in the oil fields for a while. And when I worked in the oil fields, man, I would get out on days, and it was just terribly, terribly hot. And it was so hot that when you sweat, you're, you're, you would, the sweat would evaporate off of you. You didn't even know you were sweating. That's how fast and that, how hot it was. But if you've ever been in the desert, you've ever been thirsty, you, you, all you want when you're thirsty is something to drink. Anybody ever been to a theme park with your kids and all they do is like, I'm thirsty, I want a drink. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Someone's shaking their head over there. Thank you. It's not just my kids, right? Uh, but uh, this week I was thinking about this. And I was thinking about, um, I believe that there are many of us here facing spiritual warfare in our lives. And, our, and, our, and, and as we're walking with the Lord, the enemy is coming against us. And this is what we need to know. We are both spirit and flesh, Right. We're both spirit and flesh, right? And and Paul would say, you know, say this that our carnal or our flesh side, you know, makes us want to do the fleshly things, and our spiritual side wants to do the godly things. And and it's, and I said this I think a couple of Wednesday nights ago, that one side is like a your spiritual side is like a white wolf, and and your carnal side or your fleshly side is like a black wolf. And they're at odds with each other, always, constantly fighting. And you know which one will, will get the other? The one that you feed. And if you're feeding your spiritual man, you'll keep the flesh in subjection. But if you're, fle- uh, if you're feeding the flesh, your, your spirit man will starve. And oftentimes in our lives, we get out of balance and out of whack, right? Because we're flesh. I get it. How many get hungry? On Sunday mornings when pastor's up here speaking, that's the flesh. I'm not getting on to you. Sometimes my my stomach's growling while I'm up here. There's nothing wrong with that. But, But we have to know as believers that God has called us to a higher purpose and a higher plan. And I believe today, if you're expecting, how many are expecting God to do something amazing? All right. How many feel like that that you want God to do something amazing, but you feel like you're kind of in a spiritual battle right now? All right. Thank you for your honesty. That's good. And I believe today there's a story that we're going to look at today that has some spiritual application for our heart that is expecting something from God and those who are facing spiritual opposition in your walk. And let me ask you this. What are you expecting from God? What do you want from God? What are you expecting of God? And I believe this that he is preparing us as a church for something incredible. Let me ask you this. Do you perceive it? It's what Isaiah said. Do you perceive it? God's doing something new. Do you perceive it? Do you do you know? Do you feel like we're on it? So if you have your if you have your Bibles, go to Second Kings now, chapter three. If you hopefully you, you had that pen marked or your, your fingers in both locations, or and I'm gonna give a little bit of a backstory here. I could have read the whole chapter, but I didn't want to. I, I wanted to kind of not have to do that. So, 2 Kings chapter 3, I'll give you the backstory here. Israel has split into two nations, and uh, there was Israel and there was Judah. And Israel was uh, the northern part of the nation, and its capital was Samaria. And 10 tribes of Israel went, and they were the northern part. Of Israel, And, that's, that's, and oftentimes, when, how many sometimes when you read your scripture and you hear that there's this king and then there's there, this other king, especially if you're going through the kings and chronicles, you're kind of like, why is there so many kings? Well, there's two nations here. And so oftentimes it can get a little, little confusing. So the king of Israel, his name is Jerome Jerom, and he was the son of Ahab and Jezebel. How many remember Ahab and Jezebel? All right. Jezebel had a a, a a bad ending, but she she was she was pretty vicious. she brought in idolatry to the kingdom Ahab was the king, but Jezebel was the neck on the king that's, that's the truth. you can go back and read the story but this is their son and he is the king of Israel, the northern part. so look at this um, and he still I mean he wasn't as bad as them, but he still was allowing idol worship okay. What do you mean by that? He was allowing things before God, before Jehovah. And so, uh, so the second nation was the nation of Judah, which was of the south, and its capital was Jerusalem. and It was made up of the tribe of Judah, and it had kind of absorbed the tribe of Benjamin. So there was technically two tribes, but it, they just called it the tribe of Judah, and its king name was Jehoshaphat. Everyone say Jehoshaphat. And he was a godly king. How many know that we need godly leaders? All right. Uh, so th- what happened here is Jerome, Jerome uh, was owed 100,000 sheep and 100,000 rams wool from the king of Moab. And this was a, a past debt that was owed to Ahab. And Jerome, he says this. He says, hey, I am am going to collect that debt. I am going to go after the king of Moab because he has defaulted on this debt, and he owes it to me. How many know that you should pay your debts when you owe them? All right. That's not going to get a a rousing applause, is it? But the king of Moab, he would not comply. So uh, Jerome sought to make an alliance with the king of Judah, which was Jehoshaphat. He also made an alliance with the king of Edom to give a three-way coalition to go fight Moab. Some of you say, hey, these nations that are fighting, that ain't nothing new. It's been going on a long, long, long time. And this is what happens. They go and they come together and they're going to fight the king of Moab and they get out in the desert and they're out there stuck in the desert for seven days and they don't have any water. Some of you are like, man, my power went out and I don't have water for this, for this moment. And you're like, or whatever the case, you're like, man, I hate when my power's out and I don't have AC. Well, these guys are stuck in the middle of the desert with no water. You want to get people riled up? I don't know about you. I think it's worse to be super thirsty than it is to be super hungry at times. Right? Some of you are like, I don't know if I agree with that, Pastor. I promise you, a lot of people, you can go a lot longer without eating than you can without drinking. All right? So here are these guys, and they're out there in the desert for seven days, and they don't have any water, and they're animals, and their entourage, and everything that they are, and that's not good. And Jehoshaphat then asked Jerome that, what the plan was, and he's like, ooh, right? Right? And, and he said, hey, let's, and, and, and Jehoshaphat says, hey, or Jerome says, let's look for a prophet to hear from God. And, and, and he says, hey, I know where there's a prophet. Jerome says, hey, I know where there's a prophet. And his name is Elisha. And he's not that far away. And we can call on him and we can find out what to do. And so, so they call Elisha in and, and to hear what he has to say. And this leads us up to our scripture, 2 Kings uh, chapter 3, verses 12 is where we're going to start. When you got it, say, I got it. All right. It says this. Jehoshaphat said, yes, uh, the Lord speaks through him. So the king of Israel, King Jehoshaphat of Judah and the king of Edom went to consult with Elisha. And look at this. I like Elisha's response. Why are you coming to me? Elisha asked the king of Israel. Now, this is Jerome, This is uh, um, Ahab's A- 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 M- son. Um, but King Jerome of Israel said, no, no, no. Uh, or he, uh, he says, go, uh, I'm sorry, he says, why are you coming to me, Elisha asked the king of Israel. He says, go to the, your pagan prophets of your father and mother. Pretty harsh words. He's calling him out. He's saying, go back, hey, your mom and dad, they tried to kill my, the guy before me. Elijah on Mount Carmel, and, and she, she chased Elijah for a long time. And so Elisha has a pretty good understanding of, of who his parents were. And he's like, why are you coming to me? Why don't you go look for help from your pagan gods? But look at this. But the king of Jerome of Israel said, no, for it was the Lord who called us th- uh, three kings here, only to be defeated by the king of Moab. And so he's saying this, man, we all got together, and we all got out here in the desert, and now we don't have any water, and now we're going to die because the king of Moab's sitting here just waiting to pounce on us out here. We're just sitting ducks out here. We really don't know what to do. And Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, I wouldn't even bother with you except for my respect for King Jehoshaphat of Judah. How many know sometimes we got to have the right people in our corner? Listen, some of you got praying grandpas and grandmas. They're your Jehoshaphat. Some of you have got people that have went before you who are righteous and and who have done things. And let me tell you something, what will turn God, and you ought to be this in your kid's life, and you ought to be this in your friend's life. You ought to be that righteous person that God looks at and says, you know what, I'm going to bless this person because they're connected to this guy right here because he is righteous. Amen. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, be that guy. So here's what I want to talk to you about. Here's the first point I want to bring to you. When you have a trial, when you're expecting something from God, when you're in spiritual warfare, here's the first thing you need to do. You've got to do like these three guys. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. And the first things first, these guys made a wise decision. What do we do? We're going to find out. What the Lord has to say. See, God spoke to them through prophets. God spoke to them. So they knew to go to the prophet because they knew that the prophet would hear from, God, from, hear from God. So, So how often, let me ask you this. How often do you and I face spiritual problems and the first thing we do is pick up our phone and we call our friends and not the Lord? Well, this is going on in my life and this. And you know what I found out? The people that we call, we call them to come into agreement with us versus, I don't know about you, have you ever called someone and you're, you're going through a tough time or spiritual warfare and they just kind of call you out on the carpet? <sighs> kind of like an Elisha, like, hey, what about this? What about this in your life? And, 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 and honestly, we do that from time to time. And, and, and instead of going directly to the Lord, instead of going directly to the Lord, We'll call everyone we know, I've got this problem, this, this, this. And God's like, hey, I can answer this if you'll just ask. Look at this. Amos 5.4 says this. For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, seek me and live. If you seek him for the answer, you will live. So same goes for us when we seek him. Your problem and my problem is when we face spiritual opposition, we just we got to tell everyone in the world except the Lord, right? Remember that old song, just have a little talk with Jesus. Start there, then call your friends. Right? And we'll call our friends and say, "Oh, I'm struggling. I'm hurting. It's not fair and I'm going through this and and there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. But let me let me ask you this oftentimes we spend more time on the phone telling people about our problems than talking to him who can answer our problems so look at this look at this these three kings were dealing with armies that were dry and thirsty how many have ever dealt with a group of people you've ever been a a leader over a, a large group of people can i tell you something man people are rough when things get uncomfortable You ever been on a a bus with a bunch of kids with no air conditioning? Things are rough, right? Have you ever went and served at camp and been a counselor? And you've had, oh man, you ever had 12 to 14 boys in a room? Things are rough. Right? Oftentimes, when when some of you are managers at your jobs? some of you uh, are are up you know bosses at your job and you have people working underneath how many can tell and can can attest to this people are rough when they don't get their way right and so here are all these armies out there struggling in the desert and they're they're whining and they're crying because they're thirsty right there's good reason I'm thirsty right and, and, and oftentimes, we would save ourselves a lot of trouble if we learned to take our burdens and our struggles and our problems straight to God. We'd find out we don't need all the other perspectives because his perspective is right. Amen? All right. If you're with me, say, I'm with you, Pastor. All right. David would say it like this. In Psalms 121, he would say it like this. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from Where? My help comes from where? He made heaven and earth. Look at this. First thing he says, first thing that he says in this psalm is, I lift my eyes to the hills. I see the hills. But then he starts to think about the hills and he's like, where does my help come from? It comes from you, God. Not the hills. My help comes from you. And it reminds me of that old song that we used to sing a long time ago. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Right? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full to his wonderful face, and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his mercy and grace. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, hey, I'm going to seek the Lord first. Verse 15 says this. Now, this is Elisha speaking. He says, now bring me someone who can play the harp. It's a strange request, Right? While the harp was being played, the power of the Lord came upon Elisha. Now, there's something very practical here that's easy to miss if we read it really fast. We can just jet through there. And and you say, hey, h- how many have ever been in a season where you're not hearing from God? Anybody ever been there it's like, man, I, I don't feel like the Lord is, is hearing my prayers. And, and we say, hey, I... I I, I'm just not hearing from God. Can I ask you this? Have you created a setting? Have you made an atmosphere for God to speak to you? Number one, I'm not hearing from God, but your little two-minute Prayer to the Lord is not really touching heaven. I'm not saying God doesn't hear you. Don't, don't misquote me there. But listen, oftentimes, are you setting an atmosphere? If you really want to hear from God, you'll get on your knees, and you'll get somewhere without distraction, and you'll seek the face of God until you hear from God, right? So look at this. Look at this. I like this. Elisha's like, hey, I want to hear from the Lord, but this is what I want to do. I going to bring in the worship team. And they're going to play, and they're, and they're going to they're do their thing right now. But while they're playing, guess what? I'm going to set an atmosphere, and as I begin to pray and I begin to seek the Lord, as I, as I do this, God is going to speak to me. When's the last time you set an atmosphere? Listen, you don't need this to set an atmosphere. You can do that in your home. You can do that in your car if, if, you, if you want to. But oftentimes, this is, what I, this is what I know. My little praise, you know, you might drive to, to work in the morning, and you may turn on some worship music say, I'm going to create an atmosphere in my, in my car. And then you turn the worship music down because you've you got to go get you a, a, an Egg McMuffin, right? And then you're eating your Egg McMuffin, and you're not really worshiping. You're listening, kind of listening to worship music. And then, and then someone calls you, and then you're answering a phone call. And you've got 14 things going on. You're like, man, what a great atmosphere for the Lord to come and, and come down, right? Somewhere between your Egg McMuffin and your phone call. But look, this is what he does. He, he comes in and he, sits, he says, hey, bring in a harp player. And he turns on the worship music and he begins to worship the Lord. Psalms 22.3 20, states this, that God inhabits the praise of his people. You want God to come down? Guess what? Begin to praise him. He is enthroned. That actually means he is enthroned in our praises. He comes and he sits down in our praises. That's what the scripture tells us there. So let me tell you, so when was the last time you worshiped until the presence of the Lord came down in your life? It's been a week. It's been two weeks. It's been three weeks. Four weeks. I can just keep going. I'll go to 52 one year. Has it been that long? Say, hey, God, I'll, I'll give you 10 minutes. And God's saying, oh, I want more. Notice when the atmosphere was set, God gives the prophet a word of the Lord, and he speaks to the king. So I heard this growing up, my whole life, coming into church. For those of you who are expecting something from God, a heart of expectancy is the breeding ground of miracles. Heart of expectancy. When I come in, and I'm like, God, you're going to do something in my life today. And I come in with this expectancy. And I throw my hands up in worship. And I have prepared my heart before I come into the building. Here's the problem with most of us. We come into the building and we expect this team to get us pepped up. But let me tell you something. This team doesn't bring the, this, the Holy Spirit. You bring the Holy Spirit. He dwells in you. If you're saved, he dwells in you. You bring the Holy Spirit. But let me ask you this. What are you bringing? What kind of atmosphere are you setting with the Lord? You say, I know that. Hey, man, it feels like you're kind of beating us up today. Listen, we're going somewhere with this, all right? So while we seek God, we make a place for him to inhabit and to give us the word and the direction for our lives. How many want direction for your lives? Make an atmosphere for him. Take some time. Take some time. Set your phone to the side. We get disrupted by our phone. Get away from your family for a few moments and go. And whatever that looks like for you. That may mean you may go out in your yard and put a fire in your fire pit. And you'd be sitting out there and make some time for the Lord. Begin to worship him right then and there. I was doing that this week. I went out. And you know me, I like to build fires because I can, no other reason. And I'm out there at the fire pit, and I begin to throw wood in there, and I was praying about some things about what I was going to speak at camp and and direction and just a lot of things. And while I was out there, and I was throwing fire on, or not throwing fire. I wasn't, no, I was throwing wood on the fire. That would be cool. Um, i just need to get one of those torches, right? but I was throwing wood on the fire, and I was just sitting out there alone. I had no distraction other than a possum came through, but no distractions other than that. And while I was sitting there, I just began to just set an atmosphere, and, and God just began to speak to me. I want that in my life. And God reminded me it can be as simple as that. It can, and That doesn't have to be your – you don't have to go out and do a fire. But you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe your thing is, hey, get in the car, drive. That's some people's thing. That's okay. Separate yourself and just just allow God to speak. So so seek him. Make room for him to be enthroned in your praises of him. So here's the second thing. Here's the second thing I want to talk to you about. Dig some ditches. Oh, man, that went weird, right? Seek the Lord, dig some ditches. Everyone's scared of a little bit of work, right? I'm going to show you something that will scare most people right here. Anybody ever dug a hole? I mean, a legit hole. I'm not talking just like, you know, a few inches. Anybody ever dug like a three-foot, four-foot hole? It's work. It's hard work, right? It's not easy. You give people one of these, most people are like, "Ah, I don't do that anymore. It's not my style of work anymore, right? But look at this. Verse 16 says this. And he said... This is Elisha. He said, this is what the Lord says. The dry valley will be filled with pools of water. You will see neither wind nor rain, says the Lord, but this valley will be filled with water. You will have plenty for yourselves and your cattle and other animals, but this is only a simple thing for the Lord. So they had a need. Hey, all our men need water. And, and it's funny because that trumped them going to attack the king of Moab. But I love what the prophet, what he hears from the Lord. He says, hey, this is just a simple thing for the Lord. Just FYI, this is easy. How many know that a lot of our problems we think are impossible are just easy for the Lord? Uh, sometimes in your life, have you ever felt dry? You ever felt like you're just in a dry season and it's just like, Man, I just am in this season, uh, I don't know what it is, I just, I, I, we go to church, we go to Bible study, and it's dry, don't, you do amen that, right? <laughs> no, it's all right, and, and, and we think, and, 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 and I think that sometimes, and even I'm teaching, right? Sometimes we hear the word of the Lord, and it just seems like it's just dry, and man, it's not getting us anywhere. And it's, uh, when things are dry, the enemy will do everything he can to get us off track. Oh, you know what? It's dry, and, man, it's Wednesday night, and it's Bible study, and, man, I had a hard day at work. And if I go to church and I go to Bible study, oh, man, it'll just be dry, so maybe I shouldn't go. I know I might be stepping on some people's toes right now. I might have to be there for a long time, and TJ will just go on and 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 on. And on. Look at this. These men of Israel and Judah and Edom, they were, they were dry and they were tired. But can I tell you something? It took a step of faith. God asked them, I know you're tired. I know you're dry. Start digging ditches. Through the prophet. He told him to start digging ditches. The last thing I would want to do if I am thirsty and I am tired and I have been stuck in the desert camping for seven days is grab a shovel and go to work. I don't know about you. I would have been that one guy and be like, I don't know if you're hearing from the Lord, Elisha, on this one, right? And, 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 and faith, look, look at this. Faith makes us look crazy sometimes. It does. It makes us look crazy uh, uh, you Think about this. Hey, Noah, build an ark. Build an ark. It's going to flood. People are like, what, what's that? Build an ark. So that made him look crazy. Hey, hey, Moses, do this. Lift up your staff to the Red Sea and watch me move this water. Seems crazy, right? Most of us would be afraid to do that. Elijah, hey, call down fire from God, and you're going to take out all the prophets of Baal in the process call down fire from god and 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 and, hey mary hey mary you're a virgin but you're gonna have a baby just fyi what excuse me lord hey peter step out on that water okay makes us look crazy sometimes, right? It makes us do things that that seem crazy. But this is what I know. Hebrews 11 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And this is what I'm telling you today in 2 Kings here. I don't see water, and I may not understand that, but I'm going to dig some ditches anyway. It may seem dry. I don't see the answer, but I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to believe anyways. See, only God could give the water, but it's up to me to dig. If I don't dig, there's no place for the water to sit. God will send the water. It's a matter of how much I want to dig. See, this is such an important principle in our lives. See, we've got to dig ditches in the hard times and the dry times, but only the Lord can fill them up in his time. So I, I, I want to just, just kind of step out here. So you're talking about digging ditches here, TJ. Uh, I get it. Are you talking in a physical sense? Well, this is where I'm going with this. Oftentimes, when we read our Bible, we feel like that it's dry and it's hard, right? It's a hard discipline to do, right, at times. Sometimes, hey, go read Leviticus and tell me how enjoyable that is. And it's dry, and you're just, man, I don't understand why I'm reading Leviticus right now, Lord. And I don't understand what all this has to do with all. But you know what? Lord, I I don't know. Every day I get up and I do my devotion, and I feel like it's not doing any good. But you know what you're doing is you are taking a shovel, and you're digging. And day by day, you're digging a ditch. Look at this. Look at this. I I read this in a stat from crossway.org. Look at this. Bible, uh, (laughs) it takes 74 hours to read the Bible in one setting. 74 and a half hours to read the Bible in one setting. Some of you say, well, that could change. That's reading it out loud, word by word, at a very slow rate. Look at this if you read the Bible for 12 minutes a day, you can read the entire Bible in one year. 12 minutes a day. Oh man, some of you are going, oh no. But here's what happens. This is me and and this is what we do. We start reading the Bible. We do our little five minute devotion. We set it down. We don't worry about it and we aren't we're doing a little bit of digging, but we're not doing a lot of digging. Listen, I can get up here and I can speak and I can make jokes and I can do all kinds of things. But can I tell you this? I hope I don't step on that and hit myself. That's probably not very smart. I can make all kinds of jokes. But let, let, me, tell you, let me tell you this, that it, where I'm getting here is where I'm getting here. If we want revival, what are we willing to do to get it? We want the Spirit of God to fall, but, hey, are we making a place for it to fall and rest in our lives? See, revival, listen, it's not just the church. It starts here with me. It starts there with you. The more you dig, the greater the amount of water that the Lord will send. (gasps) Wow. The more I I get into the Word of God, the more that He'll fill me up. Yes. Yes. That's amazing, right? Some say, oh, I've tried, and I've tried, and I've tried, Pastor, and I'm dry, dry, dry. Sounds like my kids. It was so hard. <laughs> right? Listen to me. Listen to me. Hear the word of the Lord, Cornerstone. We have to dig ditches in expectation and faith knowing that God is going to fill the ditches to give life to me and to those around me some say hey pastor we are thirsty why should I have to dig ditches it's your job to teach us the word oh I'm glad you asked right I try my best, I try my best to give you as much as I can in the time that I'm allotted. But listen, it takes you 12 minutes a day to read the whole Bible in a year. What are you doing outside of this building? Oh, I'm going to go hide right now. Look at this. And this is what happened. This is what the prophet says. and, 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 And he said this. It shall come to pass in the morning. That's what Elisha said. That was his next words. And, and he says, it shall come to pass in the morning. Look at this. I want to show you something. I was studying this. This is amazing. Water in Scripture speaks of two things. First thing that water always speaks of is the Word of God. Everyone say the Word of God. Ephesians 5 says, we are washed by the, by the water of the Word. Jesus said, you are clean by the Word. In John fifteen three. Well, when it deals with cleaning on the outside... It's speaking of the Word of God. Simple application. If you're reading a scripture and it's talking about cleaning, it's talking about the Word of God. You want to get your life clean? Read the Word of God. Thy word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Well, I don't know what sins are. It's because you aren't reading the Bible. All right, look at this. Second, the second thing that water speaks of in scripture is the Holy Spirit. John 737 and 39. I love this verse. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, look at this next part. Now, this he said about the Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit. When we talk about water cleansing us, we're talking about the Scripture. When we talk about the water going in us, us drinking, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, look at this. I I, I thought this was amazing. Uh, um, When it comes to drinking water, it's talking about the Holy Spirit. Water speaks of both of these, uh, the Word of God and the Spirit of God, and they are linked together intricately and intimately. They They both are. Look, one does the cleaning. And one should be flowing out of us. That's what scripture says. So water cleans us. Hey, water cleans us and water sustains us. Amen. Look at this. Well, you say this. Well, I don't feel like reading the word. I'm dry and I'm tired. Do it anyway. Do it in faith. Do it in faith. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up here. Here's, here's the last portion of scripture here. Expect The miraculous. Expect the miraculous. Verse 18 says this. I like this. this is Elisha. Hey, this is only a simple thing for the Lord. This water thing, that's just a simple thing. That's easy. He wants to do that. He wants to pour out his spirit on you. For he will make you victorious over the army of Moab. So look at this. Verse 19. You will conquer the best of their towns, even their fortified ones. You will cut down their good trees. Stop up all their springs and ruin all their good land with stones. Verse 20 says this, the next day, everyone say the next day, about the time when the morning sacrifice was offered, water, look, water suddenly appeared. Water suddenly appeared. It was flowing from the direction of Edom as soon as there, as soon there was water for Everyone, this is what I know about God. When God makes a promise, if we'll follow through on what we know to do, he will fulfill his side. Now, listen, if, we, if these guys hadn't dug ditches, guess what? The water would have came anyways, and it would have just flowed right past them because they hadn't built up reservoirs. So it came to pass. Water flowed in their ditches they had dug in a very dry time of their life. What are you digging? And God supplied them with water to wash themselves and to fill themselves. I don't know about you. When it's hot, it's nice to, to dunk your head in the water, right? Somebody said, No, not me, Pastor. Well, you know what? You ain't been hot then, right? And God says, Hey, that's a simple thing for me. The water thing, that's a simple thing for me. And if you go on to read this further, the Moabites during the sunrise. This is what happens. The sun is coming up, and water has come in over the night. And when the sun comes up and they're looking over the valley and they're like they're getting ready to attack the Moabites, they're looking over there and they see all these pools of water, and the reflection of the sun is, is shining down on these pools of water, and they see them as red. They did. It's what scripture says. You can go on and read this. And and when they saw them and as red, they thought, ah. Man, the king of Israel, the king of Judah. And the king of Edom, they all got in a a fight, and they they just killed each other down there. And that right there is pools of blood of all the men that have been slain. What the enemy meant for evil, God turns to good. What seemed impossible, God moves in his mighty hand. But here's what God expects out of us. In faith in the dry times faith in the struggling times Lord, my life's falling apart my marriage is struggling I'm just going to keep digging I don't know what else to do I'm just going to make a place for when it does when the water does come, when the Holy Spirit does come I'm going to be ready I'm not worried about you I'm just going to dig, 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 dig If you're here, I want to tell you today, if you're in a dry season, keep digging in the Word. Keep digging in the Word. If you're seeking the Lord for an answer, invite Him in. Be like Elisha. Hey, I'm going to set an atmosphere. I need to hear from the Lord. I need to to set some time. I need to just hear Him. There's something about when you set an atmosphere with the Lord that his presence will just come. You know why? Because I think our hearts, we're saying, hey, God, I need you. God, I need you in my life. Look at this. I believe in faith. Do you guys believe in faith? Faith touches the heart of God. Faith moves the heart of God. It's the foundation on our relationship with Jesus. And I believe in faith that God is going to fill us with his presence. But I go back to my question that I asked at the beginning. What are you doing in expectation? It's one thing to say, oh, Lord, send the, send, send the rain, send, send your Holy Spirit. But are you digging ditches? Because this is what happens when I dig a ditch, when I begin to allow the Holy Spirit to just fill me up. Guess what? i It's not just for me. Other people can enjoy that. Living waters begin to flow out of me. If you're dry and you feel like, hey, you're in a spiritual battle, keep digging because God is going to send the enemy running. Will you bow your heads with me all across this building? God, I thank you for your word. God, sometimes it's like medicine. Sometimes it may be tough to take, but Lord, we, we need it. God, our heart and our cry, Lord, here at this church is to know you more, is to have revival and have you fall at this place and have you touch lives and break bondages. But God, we come with expectation. God, we set a standard in our lives of preparing the ground for your presence to come. God, and we know the more that we dig, God, the more capacity that we have of your presence. God, and forgive us for being lazy Christians at times. Simply, that's all it is. Forgive us for being lazy, God, in our walk with you, or maybe in the dry times, God, giving up too easily and quitting too fast. I believe that God wants to touch the dry places today. With your heads bowed and all eyes closed, I just want to give you an opportunity No, you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. I want to do him. The Bible says if you believe in Him, believe in Him. You'll have everlasting life, and He wants a relationship with you. And I can tell you this from experience: it's the best decision you'll ever make in your life. You want to know Jesus today? I want to give an opportunity to know Him. all, all, bad, all eyes closed. I want looking around. See, I want just a chance to know Him. Lift your hand, anybody. We'll just a moment. Anybody, just a moment, just a moment. We're just going to tarry just a moment. You're here, you say, hey, Pastor, I've got everything right in my life. I'm not Dory. but in a dry season. In this dry season, it's it's made me want to give up. It's made me want to quit. I've been tired. And head. I haven't felt like praising. I haven't felt like setting uh, the atmosphere for your presence, for his presence. Today, I want to turn the mountain to life. Will you just pray with the Pastor? thank you thank you thank you anybody else come on don't miss your moment today will you stand with me all across this building if you will and to receive from the Lord today what I mean Lift up your hands. Lift up your countenance to him. and Say, hey, Lord, today I receive. God, I receive. God, I, I ask, Lord, today, Lord, that you would send your spirit, God. Lord, that you would put a hunger in our hearts for your word like we've never had before. God, that you would move us. God, from glory to glory, God, not trial to trial, but from glory to glory. God, I pray, Lord, that for those who are dealing with dry seasons in their life, God, Lord, that you would begin to just pour out your spirit over them. God, begin to just fill them with your love, God, because when your spirit comes, God, they'll feel the love of Christ and they'll fill the love of, you, of, of who you are. God, what's been dry, God, will come to life again. Lord, send your presence. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we declare it. God, we believe it. We decree it. We know it. God, we receive it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're going to sing this, and as they sing this, I want you to just set an atmosphere for the Lord. Let Him be enthroned in these next few moments here. Lord to seal your word today God over our hearts God, I pray Lord that you would put a desire for your word in our in our hearts God I ask Lord that you would set a desire Lord to set an atmosphere of worship God those who are expecting things from you God as we expect things from you God may our hearts be prepared for what you have in store God let us dig God, when it's dry, God, when it's good, let us dig. Let us keep digging and digging and digging and digging, God. Digging in faith, knowing, God, that you're going to fulfill what you said. We say, Lord, come fill us. Come fill us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Do you believe that today? Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Do me a favor. Lift your hand. I want to bless you real fast. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. If you will, just take a moment. We have those that are praying. Just if you if you want to talk afterwards, hey, you can talk all day outside of this church. Just don't interrupt their prayer time at this time. Be respectful of that. If that was you, you would, you would want the same thing. God bless you. Have a, have a good week.
3: Thank you, Pastor TJ. And just remember Pastor and his travels this week and just lift him up in prayer. We appreciate him so much. If you're a guest with us today, we are so honored that you came out today to worship with us. In front of you is a Connect card. If you could fill that out and take it back to our Welcome Center, we've got a gift just for you. We just want to get to know you just a little bit better, learn how we can help you and pray with you. As you're leaving today, uh, we got boxes on the walls outside the sanctuary and outside the balcony up there for your tithings and offerings. Just remember that's the one area that God says to try him in. So we just really want to encourage you to try him. A couple announcements for this week. We've got a women's fellowship meeting this Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here in the sanctuary. And then if you've got a teen or a, or a, a child that's going to camp next Sunday, we've got a meeting right after service here in the sanctuary. Carrie Poole's is going to be leading that, so you'll want to stick around for that. That's so all we got. Thanks.